Hey everyone, welcome to Punkcast. My name is William Maxwell. I'm a student of Web3 and the owner of Punk9527. CryptoPunks are 10,000 uniquely generated characters stored permanently on the Ethereum blockchain. No punk is the same. This is a show dedicated to celebrating the punks behind the punk. My hope for this podcast is that we capture the essence of the punk culture, elevate the brand and the individual behind the punk. One last thing, projects discussed on the show is not financial advice. Crypto and NFTs are a volatile and risky asset class. Please always do your own research. Other than that, let's go. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Punkcast. Today we've got Punk 6995. He's a four atty with stringy hair, earring, vape, and horn rim glasses. He's an NFT degen collector and entrepreneur. Please welcome my favorite French punk, Quentin, to the show. Quentin, how are you, man? Very good, very good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be on Punkcast. And hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us, man. Um, where, where are you uh, dialing in from today? Um, I'm right now in Malaysia. So I quit uh, France about three months ago and started with Bali. And then now we are in Malaysia for a while. Oh, nice. Um, are you, so are you taking on the, uh, what is it, the uh, digital nomad type of route at the moment? At, at the moment, I'm in, on the visitor visa. So basically I have three months uh, because of the, the French uh, nationality. And then, yeah, I need to do the digital visa, but I'm very bad at uh, all the admin uh, tasks. So might gonna end up to go to Thailand instead of uh, getting the, the digital visa. Well, mate, I'd be, be interested to learn how you ended up in Malaysia of all places. Um, maybe um, maybe we could just start off just uh, just a brief introduction to yourself um, and and how you got into NFTs. What's yeah. uh, what's that journey like? Yeah, sure. So. I will do mostly the, the Web3 uh, journey, uh, basically. But just before, I, I, I think I, I can say I, I'm a high school dropout, so I, I quit uh, school at, uh, at 16 um, because uh, I was like really bad at doing my homework. I never did my homework. And then, uh, of course, I'm not uh, the smartest guy on earth, so at some point I couldn't uh, really... Uh, like uh, continue to go to, to school and uh, having good marks and everything. So I quit school. My mom said, uh, okay, you can quit school, but you need to, to get a diploma before quitting school. So I ended up being a plumber. And then, so I started to do like plumber for two years to get the, the diploma in France. And then I did around five different industries while I was a, an employee. And I couldn't fit in like in all the job I was, I couldn't think I was always feeling that uh, I was just a number and things like that. So then in, I think it was 2015, I went for a wedding in Miami uh, with, my, with my dad. And that's where I met, uh, I met my wife. And we don't really remember well how it ended, but six months later we were in the we did, we decided to go to Australia. So we moved to Australia. Uh, we move. Um, I think it, I, I like to say this because sometimes, uh, like for example, yesterday I was speaking with French people, and they were like, "Oh, you are in Malaysia. It's so cool." 
uh, I, I'm kind of scared to go some in other country. And back then, so in 2000, I think it was yeah 15. Back then there was no, I wasn't in crypto at that time, and I have no uh, like digital job. And we had no, not much money. We have like just just two k euro, and we just went uh, to 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 Australia, and we were like, okay, we will figure out like that. So I, I, like I, like we always say with my wife is there is no right time to just quit what you have uh, in your in your life and say, okay, I go somewhere else in the world. There is no right time. You just need to do it. So yeah, did two years in Australia was very very good. That's why that's where I learned English. So I still have a strong French accent, but I guess my English is better now. Uh, I was hope I was hoping you would have more of an Australian accent after two years being here. <laughs> no, I, I didn't eat enough marmite and vegetamite to have a better uh, Australian accent. <laughs> but it, by the way, that tastes really awful, and I don't I don't know how you guys like vegetamite. What vegemite is the best thing ever? <laughs> I mean. Uh, I've been eating copious amounts of it ever since I got back from Hong Kong. But um, for those of you that are listening, definitely try some Vegemite. It's basically a, a black spread that you put on your toast every morning. Yeah, please, guys. Salt, extra salty. <laughs> please, guys, don't try it. As you mentioned, it's black and it's the, because it has the same taste as petrol. So please don't try it. <laughs> Each their own. Excellent. <laughs> but I mean, I, I had to try the, the Australian thing, so... But uh, by, by the way, something black also, I, I, I really like the, the gravy sauce. So that's uh, at least that's something we, we can agree. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I, I, I went to multiple places in Australia working. Uh, so I was working in hospitality. Um, so I work in Ace Rock, where there is the big uh, rock in Uluru, right in the middle of the desert. Um, do, do, they let, um, do they let people climb it? Anymore? I think they've stopped it right now. What do you mean you by climate? Ah, climate, climate, climate you, you, you on the rock. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they stopped one year after I was working there. But anyway, oh, okay. it was like like the Aborigin, they don't like people to climb, so I think it was good to 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 stop it. Yeah. yeah to, to cancel this uh, this uh, possibility. But yeah, very mm. interesting, very interesting. By the way, if uh, uh, sometime well, well uh, I maybe give uh, give an idea, but I always think you know, like the Aboriginal art, the dot painting. Mm. I, I find it really beautiful. My wife did some uh, dot painting back then, and I think it's mm. really something unique that can be fit into the NFT. So sometime I'm thinking about doing something with uh, like art project with uh, Aboriginal art, but uh, but yeah. Absolutely. You know what, when you start talking about it now, I think that would be perfect for generative art, mm -hmm. you know, um, something that's randomly sort of traits. I mean, because it's just spots, right, and different sort of earthy colors. Um, yeah, you're right. I think that'd be beautiful. Yeah, and there is a lot of, uh, of storytelling around those art because basically the Aboriginal, they, they, like they paint uh, by seeing themselves, I mean, the way they paint is by looking at them from the, the, the sky. So whatever they paint, it means like you're looking up uh, of them. So for example, uh, they explain me, if I remember correctly, a man, it's uh, like few dots and something on the left, on the right, in, and that's their weapon basically. And that's how you recognize a man. So it's really interesting. Mm, of course. 
So yeah, basically two years in Australia. Then I moved to to Gold Coast, just one hour under Brisbane in Queensland. And then I ended up into Hamilton Island, which was uh, like a, it's an island uh, close to the Great Barrier Reef. And then that's where I, I started to do a bit of crypto in the, in Gold Coast. And then when I moved onto the island, uh, the job didn't really like. Uh, satisfy me so I kind of quit and then turned full-time in crypto uh, at that time 2017 was around September mm. so kind of uh, back then it was pure for year like in like we had in 2021 and so yeah quit my job was tra- trading all day but I was really really learning it I just had like two months of investing so I, I, I thought I was like a pure genius. <laughs> I was able to <laughs> to triple my my invest in, in yeah in six months, and then so it, that was the end of my visa. So I came back in France uh, in early 2018, and I was like, okay, so I'm I'm really smart. Uh, let's uh, let's go full time crypto. Don't get any more jobs. So we moved to Morocco to to reduce our cost of living. And then it was in February 18, and then the market started to, to enter in beer market. And at that time, I didn't know what was a beer market. And basically, I lost all the, all the profit and all the money that, uh, that I invested uh, back then. So that was kind of a bit of disappointment to lost everything. Sounds like, uh, sounds, sounds like me right now. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's that, that's. Uh, that's it's always cycle. I mean, from, from my understanding, it's always cycle. So what happened to people now, it's what happened to people in 2018 and it's what happened to people in 2015 or 16. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, where, where in uh, France are you from? I'm from Lyon. Okay. In the middle. Been. Nice. So, yeah, so just to go then quickly, um, so lost everything, but because I did my research back then in 2017, I wasn't like only for Mm -hmm. the money. And that's something important to say maybe for for people that invested only for the money into crypto. It's not about the money itself. It's more about the value and the intrinsic value, like the, the... like all the libertarian uh, value that are tied to the blockchain. That's why we need to invest mm. into uh, into crypto and blockchain. It's not only about the money. Of course, it's about the money, but not only. And because I did all those research back then in 2017, that's why I, I keep myself, I, I keep, uh, myself uh, connected to the market and also uh, because I, I didn't have any more capital into into crypto because I lost everything. So I, I get back to work and instead of uh, going back again to hospitality, I did um, again a new job. So I, I started to become a developer, web developer. So I learned uh, during a bootcamp and then um, I ended after finishing the, the bootcamp I had the opportunity straight away to to become like kind of product owner. So basically, I made the link between uh, people that want an application and the developer. So I didn't really dev myself, which is uh, maybe like I, I would have I would have loved to to be a developer. Maybe and turn my my plan was to turn out to be a, a solid a solidity developer. 
But because I had this opportunity, I, I forget everything what I learned uh, about development. So mm. I was working into then in the investment, corporate investment bank, which is uh, called the Crédit Agricole, uh, as, a, as I said, product owner. And then came the, the COVID crash into March 2020. And I was still connected to the market. And that's uh, so I invest uh, during the crash. And then I was able to, to surf the 2020 uh, bull run, quit again my job in 2000, uh, tw December 2020. But this time I have more money than 2017 and I have more knowledge and experience and started to do things online. And that's how when I, I uh, like really get into NFT. So was it enough clear or should I move to NFT? No, 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 no. Of, of course, no, no. So let me, um, let me just go back and ask you a couple of questions of there. Um, so 2017. I mean, how did how did you come across crypto? Like you were working in hospitality, you've gone through, you basically picked up your life. You're you're you know halfway around the world in Australia. How did you come across you know crypto? Was it was it mostly Bitcoin or sort of Ethereum? What, what was your what was your, was your sort of interest at um, that point in time? So I would say. Um, so, by the way, in, in France, I come from uh, like not the hood, but uh, like low, low, low income uh, suburb. Um, mm. So I, I spend most of my time of uh, Internet. By the way, that's how I describe myself. I describe as an Internet citizen for me. Uh, I'm come from a citizen of the world, but mostly from Internet. So I, I, mm -hmm. I was always into Internet, uh, mostly uh, through gaming. Like I, I started to play into online gaming very early. So the first mm. time, really first time I heard about uh, Bitcoin was when um, Silk Road got uh, shut down. But uh, because there was a story about, if I remember correctly, a Norwegian student that then woke up and like saw there was so much money. So I was like, oh, mm. that's crazy story. But at that time, I, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't have the right mindset nor the, the like the, the basic financial uh, foundation so so i didn't really pay attention at that time but after that so in 2017 uh, started early 2017 it, it started to 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 make uh, some noise again into internet so start to to do do my research and the first thing that get me into uh, really into the, the blockchain itself first before Bitcoin, before Ethereum. It was a TEDx uh, conference by a old man. I mean, old, not that old, but like more <laughs> older than me. And he was really, really explaining very well. And that's, I was like, okay, that's really interesting, like all the, the blockchain thing. But at that time, it was January 2017. I was like, how the bank, how the government we let this technology go for me people will will shut it down so i keep doing my research because I, I was like those value they are really like from from my education and from what i believe about life that's that's the value i, I, I like i mean i can relate so i was like okay that's very good but how can the bank and could keep doing my research and that's and later then i, I understood about the decentralization that people cannot stop it and when I understand about this, the decentralization, that's where I decide to put my money in. Mm. And when, when was that? Was that 2017? Yeah, it was, Bitcoin, or? yeah, it was July 2017. 
Amazing. And and so like you were when you sort of say you were hanging out on the internet, like uh, was it sort of Reddit channels or you just browsing random websites? Was there a group of friend, friends or community that you were part of? Or not really Reddit. I think in in France, Reddit in, now because of the Pixel War, it it's a big uh, it's bigger Reddit. But back then in France, Reddit wasn't really a big thing. It was more mm. about uh, and. I'm kind of uh, before before NFT. I was kind of uh, like uh, not anti-social, but I was really bad at, at social, uh, being social. So no, not through community, just some articles, so somewhere on the internet, and then started to find mostly YouTube video and just uh, mm. going through. Oh, okay, so like trying to go to the rabbit hole. Also, these guys say about the, uh, blockchain. Okay, so I was on YouTube. What is blockchain? Oh, he said Bitcoin. So what is Bitcoin? And then going through mm. like this. Yeah, I I can sort of relate. I think that's sort of how I went through as well. It was a generally probably a very lonely exercise, but then I think when you come out of it, you have a bit of conviction and you just go and invest by yourself, um, which is kind of cool. And then, so you got into Bitcoin in 2017. Um, and then how did you make your way across into Ethereum? When was that? Yeah. So yeah, to answer this question. So at that time I was more, I was only there for the, uh, of course I said the value, but I was, to be honest, I was only there for the profit. So I was trying mm. to, I, I quickly understand. So, okay. Um, Bitcoin is a store of value. So my goal is to, increase my value number not really my my euro or usd value it's i need to increase my my satoshi so i was basically mm. uh, trying to go into altcoin and then moving back to to, to bitcoin that's what mess mostly i did but after that even if i triple my capital in 2017 i tripled my capital but i invested into bitcoin in when when it was like four thousand but mm. um, I triple, so that means basically, uh, if at that during this time Bitcoin did 4k to 20k, so so if I just bought Bitcoin and didn't touch anything, I would have made more money rather than try to like trade and get more money through altcoin. So, mm. but all of this I realized after that. But uh, yeah, during that time, I was just trying to, to get more Bitcoin through trading, which is fact was uh, counterproductive. Yeah. And, and then so how, did, how did you get into Ethereum? Was it, or was it just Bitcoin back then? Yeah, it was just, okay, I need to get more Bitcoin. Of course, I knew Ethereum, but I wasn't really, I was mostly focused about improve my, 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 uh, my Bitcoin stack. I did some ICO, but not that crazy because um, like crypto was really new for me. And from my, my, my background, like in my family, there is no entrepreneur. In my circle, there is no entrepreneur or everyone is, is low income job. So like I, I was really, really bad at into financial, uh, like, uh, like knowledge. So just... Uh, just trying to get more money, and then Ethereum. I, I, it's it's really when uh, in 2020 when I, I I was like during DeFi summer that I really get back into into Ethereum. I tried to do some ICO in 2017, 2018, but that was uh, after the like kind of when the bubble was popping up. Yeah, 
That's cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people went through a very similar journey, right? Um, that ICO boom in 2017 um, was a really super crazy one. And I think similar stories to you. I mean, uh, I basically lost everything in that, uh, that sort of period and didn't, didn't touch it again until until COVID hit in 2021. So then, so then for you, it, so in, in DeFi summer was when you got back into uh, ETH and uh, uh, I guess trading again in some in some form into crypto. Um, maybe walk us through that journey, and then and then eventually, how did you find your way into NFTs? Like, what was your what was that like? Yeah, so uh, even in two thousand eighteen nineteen, I was kind of still uh, keeping an eye on the on the market but i didn't have really uh, enough fun because i was doing the, the web development uh, bootcamp so didn't have really a lot of fun and i kind of stopped my my this year at that time but yeah, still keeping an eye because of uh, i knew like also the the the, the funny thing is uh, I, I can say is when i start in 2017 because when I start to do my research about Bitcoin, it was at 600 uh, uh, euro. Uh, and then when I bought, it was at 4,000 euro. I was like, okay. And, and I, I, when, I, when I say this, I always find it funny. Is because when I bought in 2017, in, uh, in July, August, I was like, okay, so maybe it's the end of the, the like maybe it's too late to buy. But yet, by buying the last uh, thing, the last new thing on the market, I will be aware about the next uh, new thing. Does it make sense? Mm, and, totally. and at that time, I thought it was like the end of crypto and, oh, I bought the top and I didn't know what will come next. So, but I, I find it funny and we will link it with the, how I started the NFT. Another side question as well. So during that period yeah. uh, between, you know, the bust of the 2017 period, so you were actually working um, as a as a developer before the bank, yeah, at the time or a product owner. Yeah, you, yeah, you I was were working, working as a product owner. Ah, oh, cool. Okay, cool. So and and then basically you basically held all the crypto that you bought uh, during that period as well. Like you had enough conviction to just hold. No, not really. Just, I no. was still looking at the market, but because uh, my my income wasn't that much. And my conviction wasn't, uh, I, I kind of, of uh, still agree and relate to the value, but on the financial side, I wasn't, uh, I didn't have enough knowledge as of today. So I didn't do the, the DC at that time, but just keeping an eye on the market. But I was like, okay, it's Got good, it. but people seems to don't give any more value to this. So I didn't invest. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so. Then after the, the COVID crash, I start to, to invest again. And then it was DeFi summer. So kind of going to, I didn't get the, the Iniswap uh, airdrop, sadly. Uh, but after the Iniswap airdrop, that's, that's where I start to really pay attention to DeFi. So did all the Digen stuff uh, back then, all the, the fork, uh, the farming, Digen farming and everything on different <laughs> chain. And blah blah was fun time. Uh, got uh, rug into so many projects as well, but at some point, I I um, I, I know when I when I kind of say this, some people can get um, 
Some people say to me, yeah, you say this because you don't understand. But for me, there is something I, I want to share here and maybe some punks can relate to this or or, or I will be, if, if some punks can DM me and tell me what they think about this or even you as well, sorry to, to didn't think about you in the first place. But for me, Bitcoin and the blockchain have been created to to rethink the financial system. And then when there was this DeFi summer, I was like, okay, so... Like back then, and I think it's still the case, but the, the, the DeFi boom was to give access to banking to the people that doesn't have access. That was like the, the main message. And then I saw it turn out to uh, just create a new token, make it uh, incredible uh, API and farming and getting crazy and like so many yield and blah, blah, blah. And after it just crashed because it was just a Ponzi, Ponzi at, the end of, at the end of the day. So for me, I, I stopped uh, a bit doing DeFi, uh, the, the DeFi uh, summer. I stopped at some point because I realized and I couldn't relate anymore to what Satoshi uh, vision was to rethink of a financial system and all the, the, the inflation and, and everything, because I thought like all those new tokens, okay, it's good, but at the end of the day, it just, it just outside of, the, of uh, what for me the, the, the vision of the blockchain is. Does it make sense? Yeah. So, so that's why I, I stopped a bit about uh, doing this DeFi, but yeah. And then in the meantime, I, I found out about uh, Sora. So the, the, the card uh, football card game with NFT, which which was made by a French. So I started to, to put some money in Sora in early 2020. And that's how I discovered about uh, NFT. But um, because I... So, so yeah. just, just that project alone as well. Is that... Um, what blockchain is that on? I don't think I've actually bought any so rare if, if, uh, if NFTs. So it's actually on Ethereum yeah. as well. And how are they doing now? From from when you bought in, are they are they still valuable? Yeah, the the, the like the value increased like crazy, crazy, crazy. But like even even today, like t- today, like especially when the World Cup is on as well, right? Like, uh... well, I, I will I will tell you. So basically, I, I found out about this, and I was like, okay. So the the concept of NFT. That's how I learned the concept of NFT. I find it really cool. Okay, so you have a digital asset and all like all basically the the concept tied to, to the blockchain, but for, for digital assets. So I was like, okay, that's very good. Okay, I start investing about in this. But but back then uh, there was mostly Belgium championships uh, only in Sora. And because I'm not a soccer fan, I was like so t- kind of uh, still going into the, the dire sorry, the dire um, uh, process. And I was watching replay of soccer, uh, Belgian soccer game while I, I, I just don't like soccer. And I was like, okay, so maybe I'm going too far. Uh, I would just stop Sora because I, I don't like soccer and it's crazy what I'm doing. So I quit Sora, but I kept some cards uh, that I bought back then. And sometimes I sold them. So the last, uh, last one I sold, I bought it for like one, one euro and I sold it for 1,500 euros. So I know so many people that, oh, nice. that played back then, they made so many profit with Sora. But now, from now, I, I, I know they did so many things. They bring baseball, they bring, I think, basketball. They have so many advisors. That's one of the highest uh, fundraising in France. So yeah, they, they scale a lot. 
but sadly I didn't really like uh, enjoy ride the full wave because I didn't like soccer. But yeah, that's part part of the journey, I guess. So, Quentin, it might be worthwhile just for you to explain what so rare is because I don't think many people. So it's a it's a fantasy it's a fantasy football. So basically, um, you you are a manager, so you need to to align uh, five players into your team, and uh, so every week there is a championships, and basically uh, how you can win is your player. They are uh, their, their score. They are coming for their real in real life performance. So if they score a goal uh, during the real match, it will give them. It will give you more points on your team, and then you are competing with other manager into Sora. And yeah, that's pretty much it about the the, the fantasy football aspect. Um, so fantasy football, I think. In, in the English country, people are, are really uh, connected to to, uh, to fantasy football, but that's with NFT. And if you if you during this championship, like during this game week, at the end you can win uh, Ethereum or you can win other rare card and everything. So it's it's pretty. If you like soccer, I mean, there is it's uh, it's really good. And the the way for me, I think the best way to make money it's when you you focus into like some um, some uh, some championship, like for example, I think they have now uh, Korea or things like that. If you know well those championships, then you can try to to find a, a player that will be transferred to Europe. And if you are, it's pretty pretty the same as everywhere. If you are early, then you will be able to to flip it for a good profit, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. And and so that was your basically your first uh, stint into NFTs and when when was that was that like late twenty twenty one No, that was early twenty. That was early twenty. Early twenty. Yeah, early twenty for for Sora, and after I did a bit of Axie, and at that time I saw about <laughs> people people we love, but I think some people can relate to. At that time I, I saw CryptoPunks. And I was like, I was like, who, who are those stupid people buying JPEG, uh, pixelated JPEG? Who are those those stupid people? <laughs> That's what I said at that time. <laughs> so, 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 so maybe talk us through that journey. Why, why at that point in time? Why were you thinking that? Like, what what did it look like to you at that time? Because I was stupid. I, I thought the other guy was stupid, but it was me that was stupid. <laughs> and instead of thinking that I was the smartest man on earth uh, that uh, knew the right thing, I should have paid more attention about, okay, so why there is interest for those JPEGs? And I should have done my research, but I don't know at that time, that was what I said. So, so was there a lot of, um, just looking back as well, was there a lot of friction or any friction for you um, to buy NFTs like with so rare and Axie Infinity or did that digital assets naturally make sense to you? No, it makes sense to me because um, it was the founder of Sora that did a, a, like a, a conference in France where he explained it. So it makes sense to me. Then in Sora, uh, you didn't need to have your MetaMask uh, back then to like it's kind of web 2.5. You didn't have to, to have your MetaMask. So that was easy and for x infinity uh, because I, I invested already in ico in 2018 so it, no friction for me it's it just like uh, i 
I, I, I've never been into art also, and I believe most of the people that, uh, that came early into NFT, they come from the art uh, side, not really from the, mm. the, the profit side. And at that time, I really, mm. again, was only focused about the profit. Mm, like, like most of us. Yeah. All right. And then to, to talk to us about um, your journey into CryptoPunk. So you saw them, you thought they were silly, but then along that journey, at what point did you start getting a little bit more interest into CryptoPunks? Uh, and yes. what sort of led you to buying buying your first one? Yeah. So 2000, uh, end of 2021, uh, 20 and 21, I was really focused into crypto, not, in, not uh, paying attention to NFT. And I was kind of still have the, the stupid saying about uh, why those people are buying monkey and everything. And then at some point, uh, I think people will, will remember very uh, very well that time, uh, Visa bought uh, their, their crypto banks. And I was like, okay, so if Visa, this really Web2 company buy crypto banks, I think that's must have something to... I need to pay attention because those people, they are really far away of, uh, of Web3 and they decide to buy a CryptoPunk, so that must be something. And that's where I started to pay attention to, to really carefully to, to NFT. And it was during summer uh, 2021. I was going to say, that was a crazy time when, when Visa, Visa bought in. Uh, there was a massive sort of rally on on punks at that time right so was that when you bought it no i didn't bought at that time because that was too much money to put in for me but yeah now okay. I, I always like uh, if i come late to something that i really like I, I always try to 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 get back into history so yeah I, i'll talk with many punks and for most of the punks they remember very well that time when uh, when visa bought the, the, the punks and the, the big sweep that happened just be, just after so yeah so no but uh, for me that was too much money uh, at that time and so as i just want to 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 start to to just new project basically and that was uh, the the good time when where there was the the, the same or if you get on the whitelist, you can sell for, for five times uh, more expensive. It's so easy, NFT. So <laughs> that was true at that time. If you, you just had to be on the whitelist, mint and beam, you get some profit. So I did this for a while and start to, to have some knowledge about, uh, I mean, more, uh, more spending more and more time into NFT. And then in mid-September, there was uh, some Web2 entrepreneur, French Web2 entrepreneur that kind of starting, uh, I saw them on their social saying, oh, do you know people that can manage a Discord? Do you know people, blah, blah, blah. So I started to, to realize that he wanted to launch an NFT project. So I contacted him and I said, look, I have some knowledge. I'm into NFT for a few months, but I'm to, into crypto since uh, four years. Uh, maybe we can work about something. So then we did an interview, and then I started to to be onto an NFT project in the in yeah I think it was uh, October two thousand twenty one. And, and what and what was it? So so October twenty one was your first CryptoPunk 
Uh, it's not the one <laughs> that you nuts. have. It's not still not. It's not the one that you have now. No, it was it wasn't still my my crypto point. So basically, to to do the the story quick, so I start to work into this NFT project. And for most of the people that did NFT project, you know how time consuming it is. I was yes. really hundred percent focused about this project. And the the one thing maybe I can share is sometimes I mean English people they really know this thing, but you need to be skin in the game. And that's, I was really skinny in the game because I, I had, uh, my wife just gave birth to my, uh, my second, uh, my second kid. So my wife, I mean, my baby was two months old and I was, uh, to my, to my wife, I said, okay, I got this opportunity. I believe it will do really well, but I need to have a high focus. So do you agree? I go to this project, but unfortunately I wouldn't be able to help you with the baby. And she said like, do you really believe it can do well? And I say, yeah, yeah, I believe it can do really, really well. So she said, okay, go and we will figure out later. So I just like quit all my daddy tasks <laughs> to be full-time into this project. And so it was, uh, so the project is called Meta Legends. Basically, mm. uh, when I joined this project, it wasn't the, the whole idea about this. So just quickly to, to, to go into this project and to do the journey, uh, I will need maybe one hour to speak about the whole journey, but I will try to do in five minutes. So I, I, joined, I joined the project as advisor. Then I moved as CTO because of my previous uh, dev background. I moved as CTO. And then at the end of the project, we are only three. So it, there was Max, the designer, and Robin, the CEO, and me. And then, so we created pretty much everything. And uh, Meta Legends, so... Again, that wasn't the, the, the name of the project at the beginning. And we start to think, okay, what, what should we do with this project? And at that time, uh, Mechaverse uh, just, uh, just sold out uh, like two weeks before we start. And was like, okay, so Mechaverse uh, made the, the, they raised the, the, the design standards. They, I think they were among the first to do 3D project. So it was like, okay, we want to do something as uh, beautiful as Metalegend, but for us, the way we think we could improve uh, about uh, what Mechaverse did was the storytelling, because the storytelling on Mechaverse was really low. So we said, okay, we're gonna do something uh, really big into, into storytelling. And also at that time, what we realized, it's all the people, all the project, they were saying, okay, so give us money and we will do this, this, this. So what we think, we say, okay, if we want to make our project uh, valuable, we need to deliver many things before Mint. So like that, people will say, okay, so those guys are, are delivering before we, we invest into the project, so that will be good. So we came up with MetaLegend. So basically, um, we, we, we were really inspired by, by, the, by the Ready Player Me uh, movie. I think most of us uh, have seen it. And... Mm. So we, we go like with those uh, Easter eggs and everything, and we created the Meta Olympic. I mean, we created, we 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 had this concept named Meta Olympic Game, and basically what we did it was uh, we we released a, a, a trailer video. So it was two minutes uh, video. Uh, post basically the, the 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 universe was to say we are in two thousand fifty, I think. 
um, the earth is uh, like uh, global warming, heat, war, heat everywhere. We can only save uh, some, uh, some legends by digitalizing their, their conscience into the metaverse and blah, blah, blah. And that was our storytelling. And the funny thing is we came up with this name MetaLegend and one month later, Facebook uh, announced their rebrand to, to Meta. So that was uh, kind of funny to, 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 to have decided this name. And um, so basically during this two-minute video, we, we hide a QR code into the video. And one week, so nobody noticed about the QR code. And one week later, we say, we say to the people, did you really watch carefully the video to, the, to our community? And then they review the video, they find the QR code, and after scanning it, it redirects you to a new video. And those new videos, there was a, like a enigma, like mystery and Easter egg into it. And you had to go to Central Park in New York, take a, vid- uh, take a picture, and then post it on Twitter. And the first one to do this was winning a Meta, Meta Legend Hero, which is called the, like the, during those Meta Olympic Games, they were Hero. And then that gives you one of the rare NFT of the collection. Nice. Yeah, that's what I think that the, those concepts were really good. And then we did for, after that, we did for Paris, we did for, for London, and we did for Shanghai. Got it. And, and so, so this is Meta Legends. I'm looking at the website now. So this is a it's meta-legends.com, right? Yes, exactly. I think they've got like, uh, and the images, they almost look a little bit uh, artifact like uh, the Clone X. Yeah, but we, we, we launched before them. We launched before yeah, them. Yeah. But yeah, we, you, we, we, cool. we, we had, uh, like, basically, mostly inspired by, uh, by Mechaverse. Uh, Mechaverse. That was uh, that was an interesting drop, um, and, and then I just I just noticed on your Twitter as well, uh, you've got a line there saying raise eighteen million on my first NFT project, but got kicked out of my own company, back building probably something. Um, <laughs> was that was was that was that in relation to Meta Legends or? Yeah, that was part of Meta Legend. So to 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 finish and wrap the story. <laughs> so again, as I said, like when I entered the project, was nothing like this. And so basically Max was doing all the design and then it was mostly Robin and me that was working onto, onto the project. And because I enter only as advisor, uh, my shares on the project wasn't uh, like, I feel it wasn't enough relevant about what I was uh, doing for the project. So then we, we agree into something. I don't want to go too much in the detail because I don't like to, to, to backbite uh, into people and also every people has, have a point of view, but I will just, uh, I'm okay to speak about it, but what I usually say, and that's how I story tell my, my journey, is that I share at least one thing with, uh, with Steve Jobs, is I got kicked out of my own company. So basically, <laughs> the, the thing is we, we, we work on this and then we didn't agree about the vision. So basically, the vision of Meta Legend today is to build a, met, a triple A metaverse. So in my opinion, I think that's not something that is possible. So I wasn't really aligned with this, uh, with this vision. And the second thing is about the, like the splits and the share. I wasn't happy about the share. So basically, because I was the last one to join, and because I have the least share, I got kicked off, uh, kicked out of the, the company. 
I still have the, the initial share of the project, but for me, I felt it wasn't enough. And then, yes, yeah, so we sold out the project for 18 millions. And so that was, uh, I'm still very proud of what we built. And still, this journey was amazing. And I know a lot of people from the community. I still, even the project now, uh, I don't really know what they are doing because I'm not part of the project, but I still see some people that are wearing the PFP and the, the whole universe and the whole journey we did during those Easter egg online and in real life Easter egg was really crazy. And yeah, that was really a good journey. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's that's an amazing story, right? I mean, um, just to be part of that journey uh, when it was crazy peak bull season. I think, I mean, you launched at the the perfect time as well, right? Yeah, that's. Um, I, I think, think we couldn't we couldn't do it at the better time. Yeah. So uh, and, and look, and, and people like me, um, it's easy to commentate, but to actually be part of building something and creating something is. Uh, as a completely different experience as well, right? So uh, that must have been a super interesting journey for you. And then, so, but, so, so, like, what are you doing? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and just to, to answer this, because uh, like people can can look at the project and say say, oh, so the mint was zero point three, and now the floor price is zero point one, or you guys are, are ruggers and everything, and blah blah blah. So first thing, I'm not anymore the pro on the project. Second thing is. Um, the team, like the, the people, the, the people are still working on it. And you, the, the only thing, uh, not the only thing, but one thing we did buy was the supply. So we are, we have 12k NFT, which is like, we, we, we decided to do 12k because in our storytelling, it was one, two, three, four, five legend gonna save the world. So that's why we decided to, to do 2,345 nft because we we found the name cool but that's one of the only mistakes we made on our project is the supply is way 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 too much so mm. now that's why we have a low floor price i mean that's why they have a low floor price on the project is because the supply is too big so yeah it's easy to comment as you say and to me um even if i don't align with the 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 the, the vision about building a triple a metaverse we always say since the beginning that the beta of this metaverse will come Q4 2024. So we, mm -hmm. we said since the beginning, it was a long-term project. So for me, that's, that's, uh, that's the thing. And yeah, so now I can move further and answer your question about my crypto bank. So um, after this project, so I took a bit of time to, to connect with my wife because I quit her almost. I was going to, from computer to bed for three months without speaking with her, with my, with my kid. <laughs> so they, then we take one, one, week, uh, one month holiday and to spend some time with my family. And then, so come back to the market and that's when uh, the, the, the market starts crashing. And then I bought uh, my first CryptoPunk when Bitcoin was at uh, 30, uh, 30K yeah, and Ethereum was at 2K. And I thought at that time that was uh, like kind of bottom. It was ranging at that time. So I bought my first CryptoPunk for 180K uh, USD, which was 69 ETH. I bought it. And uh, was like really a lot of money. Still, is still a lot of money. We're not gonna lie about this. And yeah, I, I pulled the trigger. So should I say about why I decided to buy crypto uh, 
over over big NFT. Yeah. So well, I mean, yeah. Talk, talk us through that. Like, how did you? Um, well, first off, why did you buy? Mm-hmm. And two is, um, you know, that particular punk. It's not the one that you have now, though, is it? You had a punk before two nine nine six. Yeah. Six nine nine five, right? Yeah. Exactly. I had two nine nine six. Yeah. Before, because I bought the, the the floor one, I just bought the floor the the floor one, so I bought this one, um, and then I start to join the community on Discord and start to to connect with the people, and um, so why why did I, I buy at that time? It's because I thought, as I said, the the market kind of bottom. It was from sixty five to thirty k. And I think the market has kind of bottom. And for me, I believe, um, I say, like I say sometimes, if we all agree Bitcoin is a store of value, of value because there is 21 million, why can't we all agree CryptoPunk are a store of value when there is only 10K? Hmm. So I decided to, to, buy, to buy this my CryptoPunk based on this analysis and based also on, of course, uh, CryptoPunk is history. It's one of uh, that inspired the, the ERC seven twenty one standard, and that lead uh, all the, the the PFP thing. They both they been created because of Punk's uh, influence and everything. So that's why I decided to to buy my Punk. Got it. And, and yeah, so, so that was so, so basically back then that was a floor Punk. Yeah, and the then first one, yeah. Uh, and then this one here, I mean, uh, it's a four. There are four attribute horn rim, horn rim glasses, earring, the the ugly stringy, stringy hair. Sorry, I got to say it's ugly, but I love it. <laughs> ugly is cool, uh, and the vape as well. But how did, talk us through that selection process. Like, how did you, uh, you know, select six nine nine five as your primary punk? Um, so. My, my first one, so um, so no no shame about this or, or whatsoever, but I, I'm not black, so I, I had to, to change mine because I, I, I can't really connect to, to my uh, my first uh, crypto punk. So then uh, I, I, uh, I wanted to swap mine for another one. So what when you want to swap your punk, who, who are you going to see? You go to see uh, punk OTC, of course. <laughs> so, so I go, I go GM Punk of TC and I say, oh, look what do you have now? And then, so I look uh, all the punks, uh, punks of TC have, and then I, uh, I saw this mine, my, my current one, 6995. And I was like, okay, I, I like this vibe. I feel it's really nerdy and there is the, the blue vape on it. So I decided to pick this one because also, uh, the 4RT, so I, I think 4RT is kind of rare, not the rarest, of course, but uh, kind of rare. And yeah, I like his energy vibe. I believe uh, he, he, people can relate also. So that's not only, um, it's not only, I don't look like this, I don't have stringy hair, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I believe it's something good uh, for, for, for like all the energy people. So I like it. I, I, I think I will say, I I learned to love him at the beginning. At the beginning, I picked him because it was a four hearty, and I like it his vibe. But now I really like him as a for my for my punk and, and my branding around him. Yeah, he's um, it's an interesting one, right? Because on one hand, he looks like a super nerd, and then on the other side, he's got like a really badass streak about him. Mm-hmm. He's got the earring and the vape as well. So you get this nerdy 
badass punk that's uh, that's sort of got uh, that vibe about him, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's how I call it. I call it the, the nerdy vape punk. <laughs> so were you hanging out in, I guess, the punk Discord much? Um, or you sort of in, in Telegram? What was that uh, sort of journey like for you? How were you sort of engaging with the uh, community? Um, I think uh, I can say, uh, like, from the beginning and from now, I think that's the, the, the best community. That's where I enjoy the most. Uh, spending my time people are really welcoming and also so i choose uh, punks over board ape because for me um I, I think at that time and i think it's true uh, punks are more on the builder side rather than uh, board ape are more into marketing and cloud uh, side mm -hmm. so no offense for punk i think it's part of the dna it's different dna for for both of uh, those two pft and I was, I, I thought again, um, because of the value, the blockchain value, I, I relate more about uh, the, the punks. And also, again, I always relate to this, but on the on financial side, I believe, um, like like Gary V are saying, I, I, I quote Gary V because maybe he has more impact than me, but yeah. punks, they don't need to do anything to, 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 to satisfy the order and to give value to the project. They just need to be punks and that's it. And I think we can see now with the beer markets, it's, that's the only, and of course, uh, art project as well. But on the PFP side, I think that's the only project that can do nothing. I mean, they do nothing, even if you guys bought them and they try to, they, they do things around it, like the museum and everything. But basically, they need to do nothing and they just keep their value and people keep buy them because of the historical value uh, tied to him. Mm. It's, it's, it's sort of interesting as you're sort of talking through and I think as you're talking through your journey into crypto and then into NFTs and then to punks, one thing that you always were pretty clear about is that you were primarily brought in for the money of course um and then and then but basically stuck around for the values um because i think the libertarian views sort of resonate with you um i, I would say also with, I, I will yeah. say so, so sorry to interrupt but mm. before i will say before my my punks and before what we build with i mean with metal Legend, what we build with metal Legend, as i said before I wasn't really like the, the, the social guy. Like uh, I entered the Discord and I never spoke with anyone. I just like, uh, just be myself and, and my family. That was kind of my mindset uh, all around the, 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 the 28, 29 years I had. And by buying my punks and connecting with the community, I really start to learn to, to be more social and speak to the people. And so I will say, yeah, the value, that's why I make my purchase. I'm holding it because I, I feel like uh, it can go higher. And also, why I spend time in the Discord is because, or in the Telegram or in other community. Now, now I'm doing it, but back then I didn't do it. It's, yeah, because I, I was able to, to connect with uh, smarter people than me. And without speaking about smart, it's just about people that have the same value. So I think punks, we are really tied to, to libertarian value. 
And that's, I, I really can relate and speak with uh, people that like this. And so, because I'm kind of traveling the world, so I was doing traveling the world when I was employee. Now I'm full-time web true. I'm still traveling the world. But I'm saying that you don't need to be rich to traveling the world. You can travel the world and be regular job as hospitality or constructor jobs or things like that. But I was doing this and I was spending my time on internet during uh, traveling the world. I wasn't going outside and connecting to people. And now I can connect and turn in wherever I'm on the world. I can turn to the Discord or to the Telegram. And I think it's really amazing. And also... Uh, I met people in Bali when I was in Bali. I met people in here in Malaysia while I'm in Malaysia. And it's really like a really crazy, like I would not expect this in my life. And it's really just so cool to, to be where pretty much everywhere in the world, in the world and you can connect with people. That's really, really interesting. And it's not something I, I, I thought I was a guy that would like to do it. But yeah, now I'm really enjoying to do it. No, I, I I share that same sentiment with you, and I think that's really special about NFTs, right? I think, um, and I mean, I just caught up with another punk here in Melbourne uh, last week, mm-hmm. and um, and it was just nice because I never met him before. I only spoke briefly online, Twitter, but when we sort of met up in person, it's a different dynamic. You know, you, you feel like you could talk about everything and you've just made like a brand new friend and it's a very close friend, right? Um, which is kind of cool. But I think the, the, the special thing that I keep thinking about that really does my mind in all the time is that if you really take a moment to really think about the reason why you and I are talking, the reason why we're connecting with other people in real life, and, you know, in some ways, the reason why you're getting out of your shell to be comfortable speaking with people could be primarily because of CryptoPunks, right? Mm-hmm. They they created the identity NFT PFP, uh, all these derivatives sort of projects sort of came out in the back of that community started developing on the back of that. And so it's kind of nice to sort of think that, you know, it was, this is the collection that, that really has brought everybody together. Um, which is a really sort of special thing. I, I, I don't know that I, I, that's uh, getting a little bit sentimental in terms of how I sort of think about punks all the time. No, but um, I think, I think, uh, I think you, you're very right. And I, I, I totally agree with you. And also I, I, I maybe go even further. I think, when we are doing punk, punks meetup, or, or when we, we meet another punk, we, we, I think we, we extra give than what we usually give to, to other people because we are like, oh, so he's a punk and we, we can't like, um, we can't deceive and we need to, to, to show we are good punks and everything. So I think we even do more <laughs> by when we, when we meet as a saying, oh, so I'm punks 90. 6995 I meet another punk I need to to show I'm a, uh, like a, I want to extra help him but not in a in a wrong way uh, like uh, in in a, in an interest way just out of love for the community I think absolutely and so and so Quentin like just just quickly then like how, how did you end up in Malaysia like you know what 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 are you doing now like what's your what's your sort of plan and so you I mean, you've had a really interesting sort of journey so far yeah so Thanks to my mom, I like my mom told me a few few years ago when we were when I was uh, so I, as I told you I, I come from a, a low income uh, suburb in France, and my mom asked me uh, when I was young I think I was like six or seven years old I don't remember but my mom told me and she asked me what do you want do you want 
we buy a, we 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 loan a house and we get a nice house but we don't travel around the world or we go to a like low low income suburb but we every year we travel the world and um, i i i chose at that time to to travel the world so since young uh, every year we were going into some countries so that's clearly opened my mind uh from from the early age and so i love to travel so again i, I want to say it's not because uh, you don't need to have a digital activity or to travel and work in other places of course it's easier and like what we see now with uh, with uh, like um, uh, artificial intelligence and stuff like that i think we need to all move to to digital work but uh, you don't need to so i keep uh, moved and traveled the world so i did like around 30 country uh, uh now and so i came back to france uh, to have my kids because while i was in australia if i want to 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 give birth i mean if my wife wanted to give birth the hospital was 50k so i was like mm, okay i lost everything into crypto <laughs> i don't want to spend 50k into into a hospital so we came back to france where the where, where to give birth is free so i was like okay we go back to france and so we have two kids and then when my kids had one years old my wife wanted to to wait for two years old but i was like no no i need, i want like it's for me i want to to go in other country i just like can't stand to stay in france for me it's uh, i just really don't like and so it was in september like of this year 2022 and then we were like okay so we decided to to go to bali so we spent one month in bali and we don't we didn't really like to to be in bali for for long term it's a bit too old and the traffic is crazy in bali i mean if you you don't have a bike it's just so crazy to drive in a car and so we were like okay we need to go somewhere else and then we say okay so malaysia we've been to malaysia in 2016 and was like okay we we like it in 2016 so let's move to malaysia and now we are in malaysia for since one month and we're pretty much enjoying it so as i as i said uh, at the beginning we we don't know where we will go next hopefully we will get through the, the visa but thanks to having digital activity so that's again you don't need to but of course it's easier if you have digital activities i can pretty much work everywhere in the world so that's good that's an amazing story. I might have to pick your brain on uh, some of this stuff later down the track. I'd love to uh, do a bit more traveling, but uh, I always feel like I've got responsibilities that are sort of keeping me back. But um, it's a it's an inspiring story you have there, Quinton. Family, um, family responsibility or work responsibility? Uh, yeah, a little bit of both, right? So, um, mm-hmm. so I mean, just in Hong Kong and everything else. And I think the other side is uh tax you know um for the stuff that we sort of do as well right hong kong's a pretty comfy place uh for me at the moment but uh yeah i think for the moment i don't pay tax but i think in malaysia also you you have zero percent uh, when you do business outside of uh, of malaysia you have zero percent tax yeah nice and then so mate um who's your favorite punk personality hmm that comes to mind very very uh good question so how to answer i will say um so jimoni is inspiring me um 
around the branding that he built around this punk. It's very inspiring. Um, that's why I get the same filter as him. So of course, not with a hey punks, but with my six nine nine five punk. Um, that's very inspiring. But I think if I have to say, I will go for uh, John Cap, uh, which is the, the a French crypto punk and is uh, having like a podcast which is called NFT Morning. Is also the, the the I think the owner of the non fungible conference in Lisbon into Portugal, so mm. he's doing a lot of things for France and and his podcast is really interesting. So if I think if I have a pick, my favorite one that will be him. But if I can name drop some other punks, I will say uh, KT93 and Bento Box that are my Malaysian that will welcome me very well in Malaysian. And so I have to, to name drop their name. I will say also, um, who I can say? I will say also my, my friend Neo Eruku, uh, very well-known punk and that I like. And yeah, of course, all the French people. Uh, yeah, so my, my, my favorite one will be uh, John Carp for what he what he's building uh, for for the French community. Awesome, I'll have to look him up and uh, definitely know KT ninety three. He seems to be everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and a few if you would describe uh, punk culture in a few words, like how would you describe it? Mm, if I would have to describe punk culture, I would say that. Every punk have their own vision about punk culture. So I think there is no actual punk culture, but everyone have their own vision. And that's something it's, it's good about punks is um, we don't try to, to fit into, into like the, how I can, the big picture. I think everyone just want to be punk and just want to be punk as we think punk has to be. So, but so to answer this question about my vision, I will say punks is the, yeah, the builder community. I think punks uh, build so many things and, and like thinking about FUBAR, the, the, the first one to mention, mm. the really technical stuff, it is building so many things. And also all the other punks uh, that are building stuff. I want to shout out uh, also Ado Punch, the, the, the punks that are building uh, Galaxy Fight Club. I really think this, uh, this uh, NFT project is uh, the, 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 the market don't really give him trading, but he's, he's building a game where basically you can take your, your NFT and, and play in the game. So I think that's what we, we all, uh, I mean, not all, but most of us, uh, when we think about our avatar, we want to have it into metaverse. But with him and the, his uh, partner uh, project, you can play your NFT into his game. So I really like this concept. Um, so I should have uh, said this the, the previous answer, but uh, the previous question. But I'm thinking about it now. And yeah, so to answer this question, I will say uh, builder, and then also. Yeah, the, the libertarian value and also kind of uh, we are try to always keep aware about what are the, the new thing. I'm thinking all of, I, I didn't really dive deep 
into yet, but it's definitely on my to-do. All the generative uh, art and all the art, uh, uh, AI art, I think some mm-hmm. parents are really into it. So mm-hmm. I think we try to always keep an eye of what's next on the market. And that's think, I think it's, uh, it's really good. And so it's interesting, again, onto the financial side, but it's just interesting as, as well into the... I'm very curious and I always like to learn things. So I think it's you have always knowledge into the the punks Discord or Telegram. So so yeah, that's what I will describe awesome. the the punk culture. Well, well said. And if you could pass on a message to the next owner of your punk six nine nine five, what would you <laughs> like to say to them? Yeah, when I was uh, when you saw you sent me the question, I, I saw this question. I was like my first uh, my first things that I've got in mind. So I, I will tell it. I will. I will tell him. You may buy. You may have bought the top of this cycle, but you made a good <laughs> investment on your punk. So don't paper hand it. Just wait as I wait mine. And yeah, you you have really good value in your hand, bro. And it's okay. I, I just had to take some profit, but don't worry, bro. You have a good damn in your hand. You just need to wait three, four, five years like I did, but don't worry. You make, you will make good profit. <laughs> well said. Uh, I'm sure he'll appreciate that one. Um, and Quinton, this, this is super fun, man. Thank you so much for uh, your, your time uh, joining Punkcast today. Um, I guess any final closing comments uh, on your half, behalf and, uh, you know, where can sort of people find you? Yeah, uh, well, I hope uh, it was audible for, for English people. My, uh, my French accent wasn't too hard and sometimes I try to find my world, so I, I hope it was uh, cool. Uh, so again, thanks for having me. I really think it's good uh, to to have this kind of podcast to to learn uh, about uh, who are behind the, the like the, the PFP and behind the, the the name on Discord and everything. So thank you so much for for having this. Uh, where people can find me, I will say on Twitter, punk six nine nine five. That's pretty much uh, the most safe place where you can recognize Cam. Uh, Discord is not safe. And yeah, that's pretty much it for if you want guys to reach me. And always a pleasure to help a punk. So if I can uh, help uh, from, I think I'm not the best to help on the technical side, even if I have knowledge, but more about uh, the marketing and the the storytelling side, because that's one thing also. I I think so many people, uh, when they speak about marketing, they think about for NFT project, they think about making some ads, making some partnership and things like that. But for me, marketing for NFT project, it's more about create a whole universe uh, for your, your project. So if I can help this and around this, uh, yeah, that's uh, that, my pleasure to help a punk. Uh, even if a non-punk, if a non-punk is listening, I can help him, of course. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much, uh, Maxwell, for having me today. Of course, a pleasure. And uh, mate, if you're ever floating around Hong Kong, um, definitely let me know. I can uh, bring you over to my house and we can have uh, some Vegemite together. Um, <laughs> just just for the road. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, with pleasure. I might go to Singapore first, but yeah, after that, maybe why not to to Hong Kong? Hopefully I will, uh, I will not go and uh, 
Nancy Pelosi is going there. <laughs> But awesome. yeah, I will go. Awesome. Well, thank you again, uh, Quinton. And uh, guys, that wraps up another episode of Punkcast for the week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with another uh, punk. Bye for now.